Contact Center Focus, the Reality Training Podcast. Hello and welcome to Contact Center Focus. This is episode three of the five that we're doing on the drives model. So, so far we've done D, discretion, and R, roles. And I hope that you've enjoyed those episodes. So today we're moving on to the I of drives, and I stands for integrity. Now we're going to think a bit about the term integrity, what it means, how it actually is instilled in an organization, and we're going to think about how it can help us to become more collaborative as a group of people working in a contact center. So Jeremy, what are your thoughts on the world of integrity? My thoughts are that if it's at the heart of what you do and you have a shared opinion of what integrity is, and I'll give an example in a second, then it should be easy for you all to act and behave with customers the same way. If you were a national chain, this should mean that the customer experience or the supplier experience could be the same whether you're in the Outer Hebrides or Inner London. Let's look at a simple example. If you had a national sales team or a local sales team, doesn't matter, and you were in a competitive marketplace and there was a very small discount of 3% that could be applied with decent circumstances pertaining, and you had somebody who was applying the 3% willy-nilly, stretching it to 5%, ringing customers, doing last-minute deals, then clearly they wouldn't be signed up to the integrity charter that you were on. This would make it difficult, and you could even have customers ringing them directly to buy because they get more discounts from them. I mean, that's a very basic example of where somebody is solely out for themselves in terms of the commission they might earn due to the volume of sales they might sell. And so, therefore, they've got a very different opinion to you about what the brand stands for, holding rate, integrity of rate, and so on. So I think integrity of rate is is one very clear metric that you and I have experienced working in sales teams where some people are not as bothered about the value of the brand for years to come. Now, that's a, a really good example, actually. And it can be argued that integrity, the principle of integrity, is in many ways completely opposed to what it is you're trying to do. Because If you're in a contact center, whether you're selling products or services, you are trying to sell those products or services for more than they cost you so you Mm. can make a profit. And some people think, well, there's no integrity there because it's cost you tuppence halfpenny and you're selling it for 200 quid. And I think that is business in general. Business exists to create profitability so that people could be paid more, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I think what this comes down to in contact centers largely is language. Mm -hmm. So Jeremy and I spend a lot of time in contact centers looking at the language that is used and much of it is absolutely great. And some of it is habitual language which removes integrity from the conversation. So this is exactly what Jeremy's described in terms of two lavish discounts or you get some people who will pretend that they are a little cell of dodginess inside the organization. And if you come to me, you'll be okay. 
And that's a lack of integrity. Or you have certain managers who say, forget all the uh, integrity elements and the values. We need to hit some targets. So use any and all means to get people to buy. And integrity goes out the window. You also have people who are looking for customer satisfaction scores, and they do that in a non-integrity-based way where they simply ask for a number. Yeah. Give me a nine and that will do well and I'll be entered into winning something. I remember yeah. buying some cosmetics over the phone once and somebody saying, if you add one more, I'll hit my target. <laughs> I thought, wow. Well, and I must say, though, that the cosmetics do suit you very well. <laughs> That's very common where you get the personal element. We've just spoken. We don't know each other. We're strangers. We are never likely to meet again. We're not going to go for a drink together. We're not going to share a special moment in the future looking at a lovely view. You know, we are literally strangers of a few minutes. And yet within that few minutes, you manage to take your company's values, throw them swiftly out the window and enter into a series of behaviors which are not criminal, but at the very least questionable. And I think that's fundamental, really. Integrity is important because it's about trust. I trust this person, I trust this brand, I trust the service or the products they're going to send to me, and therefore I have that level of trust which I'm happy to go along with. And some of us are quite happy to go along with this damage level of trust because we mm. think, well, if that person's prepared to be dodgy, then I'll accept it because I'm going to get a better price. But actually, where is the integrity there? Where is the long-term strength of this organization well it isn't it doesn't exist it's being damaged by a lack of integrity the other thing is in contact centers you've got different managers who are behaving differently with their people you've got one team where as soon as somebody is underperforming they're put on a special plan yeah why does that manager have everyone a plan and the other manager has no one on a plan because they've actually mm. signed up to realizing that at the heart of what they do coaching will drive the performance of the team, building them to be more self-directed and so on. So that manager has coaching as an integral part of them, which links to the integrity of what they believe their role is. The other manager tells people what to do. When they don't do it, they just stick them on a plan. So, you know, where is your integrity as far as what you've signed up to is that you should be an inspirational coaching leader. I'd also say that the reason that integrity works so well within our drives model is that you've got this discretion, this empowerment at a certain level, especially in a contact centre. You've got this understanding of roles and status and what the hierarchy is and who's in charge of what and how you can improve communication through those roles. And I think integrity is there as your benchmark. Surely, if everybody agrees that this level of integrity is what we stand for, then that becomes the benchmark through which everything else must be reflected. Mm -hmm. And I think that really helps you create robust plans and ideas that everybody can back because there is a level there of integrity that you will not go beneath. Yeah. Now, that is a concept. Some people in your contact center will not understand why integrity is important and why they should back it. And I think as a manager, a great thing you can do is go, okay, let's have this discussion. You know, what's our level of trust? What's our level of integrity? You know, where are the variables here? And what are they actually doing to our contact centre? Well, you could even use data to show it that if people yeah. are always discounting by the largest amount, then the integrity of their belief in the 
value of the product is diminished in absolutely, lots of areas absolutely. where you could apply this. It's a discussion point. Absolutely. It is indeed. So that's integrity. So please take that away and think about it. So you've had discretion, roles, and integrity. The next one we're going to do in a few weeks' time is on vision. And uh, let's yep. start thinking about that. So for now, good luck with integrity. And we'll see you on the next Contact Center Focus very soon. Bye.